Well, COVID-19 has affected uh, pretty much everything that we do, and it certainly has affected our pets, at least in the way we get them pet care. Joining us on the line, an essential service, one of our frontline folks is Dr. Tina Gray from Blue Mountain Veterinarian Services. Uh, Tina, uh, your team over there at Blue Mountain Veterinarian Services are doing an amazing job, as as all of uh, the vets in the area are. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's part of being a, an essential worker. They pour their heart and soul into it. Um, I'd like to apologize for any delays that people are finding because it has been kind of hard on the staff. There's right. just an immense amount of extra cleaning, which takes time and energy. So in between everything, they've got to do thorough cleans. Um, that's why we're we're doing our best not to let people into the building physically we just bring the pets in other than for euthanasias we're still making exceptions of course for that uh let's talk about when it it, during these times these lockdown times uh you're obviously asking folks to only call or only bring their pets in for emergencies or, or or are you uh, we're also now offering um, uh, telemedicine. Our uh, governing body, the College of Veterinarians of Ontario, has been helping us with guidelines, and it's allowed us to kind of fast track into telemedicine, mm. which yeah, which has been a really big help getting us through this because then we can really screen who has to come in and who doesn't. And also this year for um, uh, as far as coming in for testing for heartworm and the tick diseases, we've been um, the the regulations have been relaxed for this year in that we don't have to do the testing. So through telemedicine, we can find out um, the risk level that your dog is at. And if if it is a high risk, then we will have you come in for a test. If we deem it to be fairly low risk, then you'll just be able to pick up your prevention for um, all the nasty bugs that are out there again now. Which is a really great point, and I love that you brought that up because it is spring, um, and many pets are are still wandering about. Uh, There's still a risk, even though we're not out as much as we are normally, as far as the parasites and uh, the ticks and fleas that would be on our animals. Yeah, people are still out on the trails, and you still have to take your dog out to to uh, get exercise a few times a day. So they're exposed to everything they've always been exposed to. There's no physical distancing from parasites. Right, uh, and uh, this is the team. This the time of year the fleas are active. Uh, uh, what about uh, the, there's some other things that that, that are sort of. Uh, this is the time of year for them, right? Oh, this is prime time for ticks. They love right. weather like today. I mean, this is this is heaven for ticks. Brown worms, hookworms, they're always out there. Um, and on top of that, there is a new kid on the block. Uh, big name, Echinococcus multilocularis. <laughs> Sorry, you sound like Harry Potter when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of feel like it. <laughs> well, this, is this a, a type of tapeworm? Yes, it's a, it's a canid tapeworm. So that means it's in um, um, foxes, coyotes, dogs. Where did that come from? Well, it used to be a northern um, parasite. So no closer than far north Ontario and and further north than that. But a study from 2019 where they did testing in southern Ontario on uh, coyote 
species found quite staggering 23% of the still samples tested positive for this tapeworm. Now this is this is in coyotes. How do, how does our how does our family pets get And is it, it only dogs or can cats get it as well? Mm-hmm. We're not finding it in cats. Now okay. we've got to remember that that dogs are out there every day and dogs love to roll in whatever they find. Right. So it might be a, a, a dead coyote or a fox. It might be um, the, the feces left by one of them, and they roll in it and uh, eat. Uh, the other way they get it is from eating infected rodents. So whether your dog eats them dead or alive, mm. if, uh, if you have a dog who's a squirrel eater, then there's a high risk of your dog getting the infection as well. And why is it, how, how serious is this infection? What what, what are the outcomes and, and do we have to worry? Yes, we absolutely have to worry. It's a huge worry. Um, because there's 23% of the, of the foxes or coyotes in the area that are carrying this that we know of at this point, uh, that means there's going to be people in the area that already are infected with it, but we won't know for five to ten years because that's the incubation period in people. Mm. Um, but unlike in in its in its um, primary host, so the definitive host, it's just acts like a hookworm or a roundworm. And if there's a lot, a high a high number of them, it can cause health issues for the pet. But if it gets into what we call an intermediate host, like a person, and sometimes dogs, it'll do this too, it will go to the organs like the liver or the brain and form what's called a hydatid cyst. And from there, it can uh, rupture, sending multitude of, of immature echinococcus throughout the body, which will then also go to organs and insist, and it's it's like a metastasis. So basically, if you do not protect your dog from it, you are risking the health of your entire family. Absolutely, because after your dog rolls in something, he comes home and everybody kisses your dog and pats the dog, then you go and make dinner, and it spreads very, mm. very easily that way. So this is a serious zoonotic risk. That zoonotic, I mean, isn't COVID-19 a zoonotic? Yes, it is. Yep. You know, about, um, I think, 60 to 70% of the new diseases in the last 30 years in humans have come from wildlife. Right. Avian flu, bird flu, uh, the swine flu. Yep. Wow. SARS, MERS, yep. Yep. Well, something to consider. Uh, what about getting uh, the, these tick and, and heartworm and, and disease? It's You can use telemedicine for now, and uh, if your animal's really at risk, you'll bring them in. Yeah, because we, we don't want to miss um, infection that could do damage. Right. We don't know how long it's going to be before we can return to normal here, right? So flea shots and all that stuff, it, it's still all on hold. We just got to monitor our pets better. No, the, oh. no, you can, no, no, you, no, no. You can absolutely come in and pick it up. Oh, okay. No, absolutely do not put it on hold. Put the testing on hold. Ah. 
but we need you to come in. You need to come in and get prevention for your pets. Okay. And these preventions, are they shots? Are they... Um... Nope. They're a monthly... Um, if, if your dog is at risk, which most dogs, to be honest, are yep. um, at risk of the new kid on the block, then you'll be giving two treatments, two doses of something. Okay. Um, Sorry, two separate things every month. You'll be giving the what you're used to giving for preventing heartworm and tick diseases and, and intestinal parasites. But then because a kinococcus multilocularis is not killed off by those, then we will add something else. Uh, well, yeah. There'll okay. Be another, another drug on top of that for that one. Dr. Grave, people have any questions, want to find out more about these heartworm and tick diseases and how to prevent them, where should they go? Uh, BlueMountainVet.ca or give a call, 519-599-7777. Veterinarian Dr. Tina Grave from Blue Mountain Veterinarian Services, thank you for your time here on Talk to the Town. Thanks for sharing this with me.